come on in and take a seat at the Reality Roundtable with... I am Mags. And I'm the big guy. And the Reality Rascals. All right, so right away, let's state the obvious, and that is that the tribes uh, were redistributed, if you want. They're new tribes, and we knew this was going to happen in some form because Lulu had way too few players to compete. You can't have half the tribe sitting out, and that's what was going to happen if they left it as is. Uh, I assumed it was going to be two tribes. I think you uh, had mentioned two tribes as well, and I'm really excited that it was not two tribes. With that being said, I do love when there are two tribes, so I hope we aren't denied that pleasure. I hope they don't go from three to one. Um, What did you think about the idea to maintain three tribes, and do you think they will go from three tribes to one, or will they get a two-tribe in Survivor Season 45? You know, I like the three, number one. Uh, we, like you said, they weren't sitting out. The other two teams were not sitting out three each. That would that would have been ridiculous. They, and they've never yeah. done that. And plus, plus Jeff uh, said this is the first time they've actually switched tribes. They just went right <laughs> to the merge, which I didn't realize these last four seasons. So I, that was that was interesting. The only, the only thing that I, the only thing I don't like about that is when they when they go to when they go to tribal. There's there's not a lot of discussion. There's only five people. There's only so much you can do. I like when they merge, you know, or it's a big tribe and there's like ten people there. And then there's whispering and. You know, back and forth. When it's five, is it's it's kind of boring. But I think that you're definitely gonna. They're not going three to one. I I would seriously doubt that. I agree that in general they are boring. Is that Lulu? Uh, their their tribals have not been boring per se in the traditional sense. Um, they have been a little boring, but they have been unpredictable to to a degree. All right. So I think the best way to kind of break this this episode down to, to high, hit some highlights from time spent with each of the new tribes. Let's start with Reba. Uh, Reba now has Sean, Jay, Mama Jay, Sifu, Julie, and D. Uh, we see pretty much right away that the three women have decided they need to stick together, which makes sense. Um, but what what didn't make sense to me was that Jay wanted to get rid of Sifu instead of Sean. I thought Sean was the obvious choice, and then he can go after Sifu next. I get that he's annoying. He was annoying to me. But it seems a little silly at this point to get rid of someone that's strong like that. And the other guy, Sean, had just come from a tribe that could not get it together. What did you think about the idea or the strategy of getting Sifu out? Yeah, I, I didn't understand it. I mean, if you look at the, if you look at the, the three tribes, that was by far the weakest one. I didn't think it made sense. I mean, he was the strongest guy of the bunch, and Sean was obviously on the outs. Yeah, I think that it's interesting that they it, it works out a lot like that, where you kind of get the the outcome that you wanted, even though it's randomly done, which I think leads to a lot of great speculation about how much is manipulated. But this, I don't believe, is something you could manipulate. And uh, when they're just grabbing randomly out of the bucket, and so for me, it just it just is great how the uh, survivor gods, let's say. Uh, reach in and kind of affect the game because having them together would was not as good as having them all separated. I don't think. Right. Yep. All right. So Bello next. This tribe has uh, two Bello, Kendra and Brando, uh, two Reba, Drew and Austin, and then Emily uh, from Lulu. That makes Emily kind of like the swing vote, which is a good place to be in for someone that was about to be voted out a couple of times. I think it would have been easy to vote her out first. Um, but I don't think that would have been the smart choice. I think uh, I don't think that would have been the smart choice at all. I was disappointed that she was separated from Caleb only because I liked how they were working together and how he was kind of, I don't want to use the word manipulated because it has a negative connotation. I would have liked to have seen how he continued to guide. Maybe we get the possibility of a reunion at some point and that would be interesting because their paths had di- are diverging at this point and then maybe they reconnect and we'll see if they can still get back together. It kind of looked to me like Drew and Austin wanted to work with her. I know that they asked her to. Do you think that was sincere? 
Uh, they're probably just peeling her out. I mean, they don't really know her, obviously. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like you said about Caleb too. Like he, he's guiding her. She's in the game probably because of because of him. And they'll 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 definitely. I mean, if she stays in the game, which I think she will. I think she turned this thing around. She went from you know calling out Bruce on the boat at the beginning, and then the thing with Brandon, whatever. And she was persona non grata, and now she's now she's on a new tribe. She's not really. I mean, she could still be on the bottom if if they lose. We'll find out this week. But um, I think she's in a good position to be honest with you. Yes, it would have been interesting to see. I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but if she if Emily had been paired with Katura and Bruce, how that would have worked out. If if they would have worked together, or if uh, if they would she would have tried if Bruce would have sniffed it out and tried to get rid of them, I just I think that would have been a more interesting placement. But uh, but we'll get there to Lulu in a second. Uh, so I do I do think it makes sense for both sides to try and recruit her. Um, I, so I have to take it at face value that they were interested in working with her, and like you said, probably just putting out some feelers. But uh, didn't they didn't they ask like say that she could pick who she wanted to go home from the other tribe? It seems like to me that they're kind of giving her power, and I don't know if they would have followed through with that or not. But yeah, I thought right. I remember them asking her who she wanted, as opposed to saying, you know, you should vote out this person. And right. do you remember that happening? I guess my point is this, regardless of whether we remember or not. My point of this is that if that is what happened, which I think it is, if that is what happened, I think it's an interesting departure from what we usually see in this game, which is them telling people who to vote out. And this year we've seen Caleb and now, now obviously Austin and Drew giving Emily the power, but using her as a tool or pawn. But not, but, but they're giving her the power. So it's kind of interesting because it's it's... It's like a misdirection, so to speak. Like they're they're acting like they need her and want her, but really they're just getting her to do what she wants without knowing that she. It's just really a smart way to play it, I think. Yeah. So finally, I saved the best for last. I think, in my opinion, that's the Lulu tribe or the new Lulu tribe. Uh, I really think we need to talk about how much Katura hates Bruce. Um, I understand that certain pertinent personalities just clash, and no matter what, certain people cannot get along. But she really seems to have a genuine dislike for him. I don't want to say hate. I know I said that before. But definitely a dislike for him that's so strong and palpable. I don't know how he doesn't see it. You know, I haven't really seen any evidence that he is annoying other people. That other people are finding him as annoying as her. I think if you go back to like the first episode or so, maybe there were some things that he was doing when they were trying to build the hunt or whatever, and people were calling him like Uncle Bruce or Daddy Bruce or whatever it was that he was being called. But none of that seems to have carried over except for in Katura's situation. Do you get a feeling that anyone else hates him as much as she does or dislikes him as much as she does? No, oh, I think she she dislikes him the most, but I don't. I think people are getting annoyed with him. That, I think uh, just you know telling what the, what what to do at the camp and the the whole Funkel, you know, comments and then after the the third episode when they were after the challenge was over when they were in the water and he's he's when the, they were showing the losing tribe still there and he was like dancing like on the on the thing and making like facial expressions I think that pissed yeah. people off and so then yeah, yeah I it, it was funny in the in the in that interview with she was just going on and on it was like a good like two minutes of her just. Just recapping everything that she, that he says that's annoying. I thought that yeah. was pretty funny. Yeah, I did and too. Like I've said on the podcast that these uh, these camera people that follow them around and ask these questions, they they are they're kind of like therapists because they'll, they'll talk to them like on the off the cuff and they'll ask them questions. Oh, so what do you think of Bruce? And that he said that's how that got started, and they left it in. And then she started uh. going on and on and on about him, and they said, "Well, we're going to put this, we're going to edit this thing and put this thing in there." 
find a way to fit it. He doesn't seem to, to me, in my opinion, as annoying as Sifu is with all of his dancing and singing and stuff. And I get how some people would find that funny. But to me, he's just way, Sifu's way more annoying than Bruce. Um, just a really interesting dynamic. And I hope that I hope that Bruce gets to go to a bigger tribe because I want to see if he annoys people as much as she is annoyed. The other thing that annoyed me when he arrived at the, the new beach and he starts crying and he's like, oh, this is oh, where yeah. I cracked my head open. I'm like, dude, you were there for two, you were, and the, I think they said 12 hours. Like, he, it, yes. it wasn't like he was there for 26 days and they, he got met, you know, fell in the fire or broke his arm, broke his ankle and, you know, in a, in a challenge. <laughs> the guy, all right, he banged his head. He, the guy's making it sound like he's like, uh, he's like Boston Rock. I was trying I to guess. figure out why he was crying at first. And then he, when, then he finally, I'm like, what is this guy crying for? And then they, you know, yeah. then they finally, then he says, why? So another thing I want to point out that happened during the tribe reshuffling uh, specific to Lulu is that Bruce was able to get a feeling, an idea that about Katora's feelings towards him. He was he kind of inferred that she doesn't trust him when she shushed him and wanted to hear what Caleb had to say about what Brandon said about the journey. So they were all getting together and she's like, what did Brandon tell you about the journey that you went on? This is also the journey that Bruce went on with Brandon. And Bruce tried to interject and Katora's like, shh, 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 don't say anything. And then they cut back and Bruce is like, yeah, that's a little weird. She didn't trust me. She thought she was gonna catch me in a lie or whatever he said. And I'm wondering, is this something that will stick in the back of his mind where he's like, oh yeah, it's starting to add up. She doesn't trust me. Or if it's just one thing where he's like, she does, she wanted to see if I'm gonna if I was lying, and he just puts it out of his mind and doesn't use it as like a little red flag later on. I think both. He's not gonna forget it. Number one, because he's like he probably interrupted the the Funkle guy talking when he pushed him. and then obviously she wanted to see if he was lying, which I, I I believe he told the truth. What would have been interesting, in my opinion, is if Brandon had lied, and so the stories were different, because right. she would have she would have trusted this guy she doesn't even know, as opposed to Bruce. And that Bruce could have really gotten in trouble if Brandon had lied about what took place. So it was good that they, for him, his right. sake, that the stories matched. All right. So why don't, why don't you descri describe the uh, the competition, the the immunity competition, and then we could talk about it. All right. So at this point, why don't why don't you describe the um, the immunity contest, and then we can talk about the fallout. So yeah. So they're starting. They started in the water. They had to climb the cage, and they had to get you know they had to all swim to the cage first. That, oh, by the way, that cage. I don't know how they build those things. That thing was that thing was incredibly. It looked kind of heavy, right? So yes, they're all like lifting the thing. They were like walking through the what were they like five feet of water probably or something like that. Yeah. Then they had a yeah. then they had to drag it you know drag it up the up the sand which was even worse, and they were like it was fairly oh, steep too. Yeah, I would I would have been lost there. I'm gonna interject there. I, something that I thought was interesting was when they were carrying those those uh, cages that they did not that they all had a different strategy in how they're going to carry it and it was clear that the people that were using only their arms could not carry it and there was only one woman i can't remember who it was who put it on her back like she was doing a squat and so she had it across her shoulders that's the way that everyone should have carried it because you cannot carry that giant thing with just your arms in most cases that using your whole body would have made so much more sense. And even in those tribes where some of the people were carrying it across their shoulders, they didn't share that information with the rest of their tribe, and it really did not help them. And there was that one kid, Napoleon Dynamite, that was barely even carrying the thing at all. He might as well just let go and ran in front of him. Even Sifu, you can see when he had he had it across his bicep, and he was, you know, he, he's like a stronger guy. 
He was even struggling. Yeah, yeah but I liked I liked it. it was a, it was a new challenge. I thought I don't remember seeing that one before. And then no. uh, you know, I like how they they had to climb into the sand. They had to wedge it in against the uh, the like the ninety degree angle like wood. And I guess I guess you had to wedge it in there because he said you had because they were just dropping it over the thing. And then he said, no, you got to wedge it up up against it. And then they had, you mm-hmm. know then they had to dig. I liked how they had to have one person dig. Dig the hole. So some people were putting their hands through the, uh, you know, the holes of the cage, and the other one was, you know, then they finally dug the hole. Then they had to untie the balls. And I, and I also liked the fact that they had to shoot the ball from inside the cage. Yeah, that was a new twist. Over, no, yeah, it was like over the cage and into. The, I was like, this is gonna take a while. See, again, I, I wish they would tell you how long they were doing that for, because I want to know. Because like Caleb had the, he had the whole thing down. He had the whole. Looks like he was playing right. horse. He had the whole form and everything. I want. I want to know how many shots he actually took. How long the challenge think, took. You know, I'm just I, would just, I, I, I think it's better when they have the elapsed time in there, especially for those kind of challenges. Yeah, and I think that the elapsed time doesn't take anything away from it, right? If it happens in 10 minutes, then it's you're like, oh, wow, they did a great job. And if it happens in 15 hours, you're like, wow, yeah, that was really hard. No matter yeah, what, it's like it works out for you. Yeah, I'm, just, yeah, I'm always curious of what the, how much the time takes. But. But I thought, yeah, I thought it was a good challenge. So Lulu lost. Let's go to what happened at Tribal. First and foremost, Sean quit. He wanted to go home. He wanted everyone to vote him out. I'm pretty confident that our opinions are totally different about that. So I'll let you rant afterwards, and then I'll say something second, um, if that's okay. But but yeah, so he quit, and I thought it was... I don't understand why Jeff didn't just say, do we need to vote? Like he did with that first woman that went home. It was like a... Not a double standard, but it was like a tell that something yep. different was going to happen because I didn't like when he said it the first time and didn't make people vote. And I didn't like it this time when he didn't ask the same thing. I want consistency, every single tribal, either you can always ask, do we need to vote? Or every time you always have to vote. I don't like this back and forth because it makes you think that something's going on. And in this case, there was something that went on. So like, you know, D and Julie were talking about getting Sean out from the beginning but then Jay wanted Sifu, and they kind of went along with it, or it seemed like that's what they were going to do. And to me, it was going to be a giant blind side that would have been fun for the moment, but ultimately, I think, would have crippled that tribe. And then there was some whispering, and I couldn't make out what was said. And Julie said in when she was making her vote, or at the end or somewhere, she said, I got a last-minute audible to write down Sifu's name, which was odd to me because it seemed like that signaled that Sifu was going home, and I'm like, what the hell is happening? This guy just begged to go home. They're voting out Sifu, and now Sean's going to be stuck here. There are two people going home. I didn't know what was going on. What did you think about that? Hmm. Well, after, you know, listening again, listening to the podcast, Jeff said they purposely, up, right up your alley here, he said they purposely edited it that way to make it look like Sifu was going home after what, ha- mm-hmm. after what happened at the, at the challenge. He said he was definitely going to be going home probably. I mean, and that's the way they edited it, the whole show, that how, you know, they were trying to get get him out, and Jay... You're at the blind trying, side, yeah. Yeah, and then and then he said it totally blew up when they... That's why he was asking those questions. He said that's that's why the whole thing blew up again. And again, he, he Jeff was... Jeff, again, was pissed, you know, that... And then Devin said the same thing. He's like, you know, we have four tribals. We've had two quitters. So, yeah. you know, he... 50%, you know, yeah. There, these people are squeezing, squeezing by, you know, and, and I don't know... I don't know if they're finagling the like the the interview process or somebody's missing something right. some of these people because they you know they do it in sense of uh, you know right videos and background and all you know, whatever interviews that's one third of the Lu- one third of the Lulu tribe yeah. the original Lulu tribe quit 
Right. Right. The whole quitting thing. The guy, if you go back and watch, he he hinted to something, uh, Sean, hinted to something that, you know, that he was on the bottom and mm -hmm. there was there was hints, I can't remember all of them. He was gonna go home that toward the end that that's what is gonna be his decision if you watch it again. I don't know. There's a, there's all different hints of him saying different quotes that, that lead to him what what he actually did. But he said, but you know, but Jeff said, you know, he he quit, he didn't own his quit, he romanticized it because he missed his husband. Which I get. Right. You're out there. You, I mean, you weren't. You weren't out there like it was eight. It was eight days, nine days. At this, it wasn't like it was 26 days, and you just couldn't do it anymore. And you, like, you tap out, like a naked and afraid or something. I mean, right. I don't know. I, I don't like these people that quit. I get it. You missed your husband, but like, come on, dude. You're on the show for a reason. I mean, yeah. I have to say that I thought you were going to be way harder on him. So, so that was gonna, uh, that was good on you. Good on you. Like, he gonna like say say um say he was on Bello, right? And they didn't go to any tribal councils this whole time. Was he gonna quit? Probably not. So. Yeah, probably not. And, now, you know, and he said now that he regrets quitting. So, well, there you go. Oh, really? I am glad that he was able to find peace and love, and I guess he finds found himself at some point in the the future. And I, and and I don't I don't blame him for leaving. If you feel like you're wasting your time there, and uh, you know, like you said, he's at the bottom. He has no shot of winning. But I do blame the screeners. And and you had mentioned that before. And clearly, this isn't the kind of thing that you can predict. But I think in that in some way, it's their job to think about these things that can prevent contests contestants rather from completing their let's call it the survivor journey. And it's kind of unfair to blame them. But I'm going to. It's like in sports, you know, you, the the coach isn't the team's not performing. The coach isn't doing anything wrong. But he's the one that ultimately the buck has to stop somewhere. People that aren't going to make it need to be weeded out earlier in the process because clearly they're not doing a good job of that this season. I also saw, and I I, I thought you would talk about this, that he that they go to Ponderosa. So he isn't really even going home yet. They stay at Ponderosa until they start picking the jury members. So, you know, I assume he can speak with his husband, which maybe is enough, and maybe he didn't know that. But you would think he would have stayed at least until that point and then, then kind of squared up where he was. Um, but once the jury starts, that they go home and then the jury goes there so that they don't commingle. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to like how they used to have the the videos of the Ponderosa. With the hour and a half session maybe would be better, but at the time I thought it was yeah. filler. Yeah, no, you know, but even on you know, on Twitter though, they would they would they would show the after you know walking through the woods, you know, weigh in, you know, start eating, and they'd have like a little interview. Like for, it was always like two, three minutes, whatever it was. But they, yeah. you know, they haven't done that. They haven't done that in a while now. At the end, you know, seafood is. He, he's looking around like, who the hell voted for me? And then he right. whispered, he whispered in, in Sean's ear, did you vote for me? He says, no. So now he's going to, now he's on the war path to see who the hell voted for him, which yes. it shouldn't be too hard to figure out really. But. No, but that, that when they get back to camp, that's going to be really, really interesting to see how yeah. that all goes down, what yeah, stories right. are spun, the whole thing, because I do want to know why they told, when they told Julie, when they told Julie to, um, to vote for Sifu. I want to know why. I want to see the real reason why, and I want to see what they told her why. I know that you hate how much I, I focus on the food, but uh, but or harp on it, but all the time, obviously. But but I do think that some of that decision had to do with the food and the lack of sleep, because we see all the time in these other reality shows where they're really staying out in the in the wilderness and where they're really having to catch their own food. The contestants that go without food for only a couple of days start to have troubles with decision making and emotional regu regulation. So I'm sure that that factored into his decision as well. And not that he wouldn't have made the set exact same decision maybe he would have i don't know it's easy for us to say hey you know these guys haven't eaten or or whatever but 
I mean, if we were there, who knows? We could be starving too, for all we know. The only thing they've eaten really is what, what that one reward with the fruit, right? I haven't seen much. much. There's been no rice. There's either coconuts or whatever. But it's funny. Yeah. I was just looking at the, pre the preview for uh, on the guide here for Wednesday, and it talks about all the castaways have empty bellies, so there must be some mm -hmm. kind of big, some kind of big food challenge. And then uh, I want them to bring back the food challenge where it's uh, an endurance, and then yeah. they go and they say who. I'll give you peanut butter and jelly if you get off now, and then they yeah. do, and I'll give you I'll give you pizzas if you get off now. That kind of thing. I like that yeah. one, and they haven't done it in a while, and that's one of my favorite yeah. ones. Another thing I want to talk about is the uh, the you know the, the we had talked about the fact that people um, quit, and two you know half the people that have, that are gone have quit, and that one third or two out of the six Lulu tribe has quit, and I probably think that that speaks to the futility of Lulu, of the original Lulu tribe in their competitions because when things get tough. They quit, and that's what happened. We saw that in the puzzle two episodes ago. We saw that in this episode when uh, Sean quit. We saw it in the first one when the first woman quit. I can't remember her name. And every season we see that if you are not mentally tough, you cannot win this game, and I think that is really the uh, the ultimate test of a true survivor. Yeah, that's the moral of the, of the uh, four episodes so far, for sure. Yeah. All right, so that's all I have. That's all you have. Did we forget anything? I don't think so. I think we touched upon yeah, everything. Yeah. Idols found this week, so uh, yeah, we'll be uh, looking forward to see what happens uh, on Wednesday. Yeah. All right. So best of luck to everyone, and uh, see you next time. Thank you. Join us.